Just like that. It's what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business. And you know what? There's a lot going on. I mean, there's always a lot going on. You know that. So let's get into the drama. Let's get into the tea. Let's get into the mess. Because there's a lot of it. Boris Johnson went on a visit to a hospital this week and he decided to to not wear a mask. And not only that, but he was photographed doing so several times. And like, I don't mean like someone like sneakily took a shot on their phone. I mean, like, it was pretty clear that they were, like, stage photographs. Like, him walking down the corridor looking like he was getting down to business. Um, You know, him talking to nurses, they're all lined up. And he's like, hello, I'm Boris Johnson. Uh, There's one where he's, like, doing that. You know that thing people start doing where they're like, we're not going to shake hands no more. We're going to, like, push our elbows into each other. That thing. He's doing that with somebody. Like, these are all really obviously staged photos, right? Um, he chose to not wear a mask in any of them. So this, I, I just, from that, I just, was deliberate, isn't it? He chose that as the image he wanted to put out into the world. A prime minister that... <laughs> A Prime Minister that is telling us that we have to be careful, we have to be sensible, or we're not allowed Christmas, or whatever. And this is the image he chooses to put out into the world. I'd... Also, for some reason, he had his, like, his tie, like, tucked into his shirt, or whatever. That was weird. I... Oh. <laughs> a mess a mess and it really stood out as well because literally everybody else in the pictures was wearing masks like literally all of the staff there's a, a picture where there's like i think a lady who's visiting i think maybe um either that or she's like a really snazzily dressed doctor i don't know um and she's got a mask on like literally everybody else in you know that's on camera is wearing one and so he stands out so much 
I just, I mean, who's surprised at this point? That's not me. You know I'm not. Because I'm I'm used to this bitch being audacious, so I Baby, I feel harassed by this man's presence. Um speaking of harassment <laughs> This next bit's actually not about Claudia Webb. Um no, we're talking about another... Well, I mean, this person is still a Labour MP, so... Um, we're talking social media conduct, bad behaviour. I actually thought this was quite unnecessary, to be fair. So, uh, Labour Member of Parliament, Ben Bradshaw, um, he responded to a tweet which had a picture of Boris Johnson at the hospital, maskless, in a pandemic. He responded uh, by saying this on Twitter. So the original tweet had a picture of Boris and there's like a couple of people lined up in front of him and the, the caption says, mask, 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 no mask, mask which obviously indicates Boris was not wearing one. So Ben Bradshaw tweets, he's also put on weight again. Okay. Okay. Uh, God, that's messy and not in a fun way. Look, you can talk shit about how bad of a leader he is how messy his outfit is how messy his hair is but you don't need to be out here like body shaming the man he is already a mess in so many ways you don't need to do that as mean and as uncalled for even if it is towards Boris Johnson and we hate him but like girl not that not that mm mm no 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 no. that was messy i did not have a good time with that tweet i was like speaking of uh members of parliament whose social media i did not have a good time with this week oh these are good segues this week you are blessed uh rob roberts the disgusting sexual harassing scumbag yeah i fucking said it like who cares who cares it's the truth is he a, is he a person that sexually harassed multiple people yes did he get away with it basically boom anyway so he was on the twitter uh feeling real hard done by because <laughs> Apparently, he he thinks that the media is really biased against him and his difficult life. Um, so he decided to put up a little social media post and my god 
let's have a little look, shall we? Balance is important. We live in a particularly febrile times, with much of the public discourse driven by creating scandal and outrage. Bitch, you create enough scandal all by yourself. Don't pretend anyone's doing it for you. God, let me get back to it. I got a knot in Sarat's. You know how I get. Often, it is justified. Yeah, you're damn right. Sometimes, it is not. We're going to get to that in a minute. Because that's like a whole other topic this week. But one thing that is absolutely the case is that there is a lack of balance. My teddy bear is looking at me from across the room. And he's like... Maybe relax. Relax. Let's not go crazy. Let's not do nothing crazy. So he continues. I know a lot of MPs. There are also many I haven't met. The vast majority of MPs I that I have met care deeply for their constituencies, want to do a great job to improve the lives of their constituents and consider public service to be a daily privilege. Okay. I mean, here's the thing that I just want to say right now. I'm interrupting again, but who cares? I don't think that saying the behaviour and the conduct of some MPs and the way that they treat the public with a lot of disdain, acknowledging that does not take away from the fact that those same people might enjoy what they do and feel like they want to help people. You can say, okay, yes, this person wants to help and yes, this person does a lot of good sometimes. And you can also say, but it's really fucked up that they have a great history of sexually harassing people. Rob fucking Roberts. You know what I mean? Anyway, so he continues. Members of Parliament do a huge amount of good work in their communities up and down the country. MPs of all parties have made huge differences in the lives of constituents. I have today written to representatives from the BBC and ITV to ask them to do a feature on the good work that MPs do across the country with their regional broadcast highlighting a different local member of parliament each day to cover all the MP. Oh my god, this is so stupid. To cover all the MPs in the region. Girl, if your office staff are not doing a good enough job and they're not pitching stuff for you, that's not the press's fault, actually. <laughs> if you want a uh, journalist to talk about, you know, good things you're doing on a local level, then your team should be pitching that shit. You should be talking to local journalists, regional journalists. You should be doing that. Your office should be doing that for you. Like... Uh, as it all turns out the news they actually have news to report on they don't have time to pander to the bruised egos of members of parliament who feel that they should get pats on the head for doing their fucking jobs 
I <laughs> I don't get fucking local journalists turning up to me to tell me I'm doing a real good job. Listen, you all chose this life. No one put a uh, <laughs> no one put you all in one room and said you have to stand for office. No one made you do it. And you knew that you would have to do stuff such as helping your local community, working with the public, doing stuff that's going to help people. So this is something you all know is going to happen. So why exactly should you be applauded for that, really? I mean, if people want to and people want to say thank you to their local representative, that's up to them. But expecting the the nation's media to to go around the country every week applauding you for doing the job that you're actually quite well paid to do is absurd and it's especially absurd when this suggestion comes from a man that appears to spend more time forcing people out of their jobs by sexually harassing them than actually doing his so maybe log the fuck off rob roberts Maybe focus on all this good work that you claim to be doing and leave everybody else alone and stop expecting fucking praise for... Well, bitch, I don't know because I have not seen anything that you have done that is newsworthy apart from, you know, your crimes. Um, So that's... uh, I mean, God, let me talk about something else before I yell. So, uh, go, go, go. I have to scream, you know what I mean? So, there was, uh, there was a continuation that's. The continuation of COP26. As it all turns out, this whole environment summit business went on a lot longer than I had planned and that I had thought it would. But to be fair, I wasn't I wasn't invited, so you know. It's a shame. I look, I recycle. I I only eat meat once a week. I do not drive in a car. I rarely fly. I'm very eco-friendly. I'm sure I would have been I would have been a lovely guest. I mean really I just wanted to go to meet Nicola Sturgeon because just like last week she was everywhere so I, I would have got my chance to meet her and being like, hey girl, hey girl. But you know who did meet her? Girl. Miss Oh, Miss Icon, Miss Legend. It was AOC girl. She was there. She met Nicola Sturgeon, they took some photos. AOC tried Iron Brew and she loved it. And I was like, yes, girl. Yes, same, same. Oh, what an icon. Two skinny legends together, being iconic and making weak men cry. We love to see it. Um, (laughs) The... uh, The government. (laughs) So you may remember last week we talked a little bit about cash for honours. Well, 
the government may be in a little bit of hot water over this because somebody called the police. Now, I have to tell you, part of me really wants to hope when it comes to this. I want someone to be held accountable. You know what I mean? But then again, it's the hope that gets you. I mean, the government does kind of seem to just get away with everything like all the time you know and the metropolitan police are well they're not very good are they as we as we have discovered these last few months it's a fucking mess in there it's a mess girl but you know what we have to have faith in the system even if it continually lets us down so the smp um, is calling for the Metropolitan Police to investigate what's been going on. What's been happening. Other opposition parties are joining those calls. And I just kind of... I, I want to delude myself for a little bit. You know what I mean? I want to hope. I want to dream. I want to see a bitch in jail. I don't know. I won't be Boris, but... <laughs> that would be funny, though. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine him trying his like carry on prime minister act, and then someone just <laughs> looks at him like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh man, that's beautiful. So I'm gonna go a little bit into more on why this could have potentially happened in a bit but I wanted to talk briefly about this really fucking weird story just weird as hell that kind of came out midweek um so it was reported in several newspapers that to be real are quite sympathetic to the conservative party if you know what i mean it was reported that three opposition members of parliament had apparently allegedly according to uh, conservative MP Ben Wallace had apparently been very very drunk on a flight to visit troops in Gibraltar and Ben Wallace apparently felt that they were disrespecting the armed forces by doing so. Now, firstly, let's assume that this is true, which I have to be real, I have my doubts. But even if it were true, right, this is coming from Ben Wallace. A conservative member of parliament who he's the defense secretary, but he stands there and he does nothing, absolutely nothing, to defend people in the armed forces 
from cuts that his government makes. Um, and he wants to talk about disrespect to the troops. Girl, come on. Come on. Are you serious? Are you serious? I mean, from from what from what the the story that is this big scandal from what they're saying it's not like allegedly because again I still have my doubts these MPs were like stumbling around in a you know army base and throwing up over soldiers it's that they got drunk on a flight on the way to the trip So they probably would have sobered up by the time they got to the soldiers. Probably, I I don't know. I I don't fly often, as I said earlier. (laughs) And I I don't get sent to visit soldiers. Which is a shame, because I'd love to fulfil my little sort of Vera Lynn moment and, and, and be like, all glam and, and, you know, singing and stuff. But anyway, um... But now to why I think perhaps it is not true. Okay. Firstly, the British government right now are desperate for anything to stop people talking about all of the fucking scandal they are in. There is so much and they are so desperate. And this story has everything, you know. It's got Labour MPs, it's got SNP MPs, it's got someone being so drunk they had to use a wheelchair, apparently. It's got disrespecting the troops. It's got Gibraltar, because that's contentious for some people. It's got everything. It's got something to piss off anybody that you could think of so it's like it's like if you went to a focus group and you said think of all the ways you could get the British public annoyed and then you you took all of the things they said and you put it down and you just sort of arranged it into a paragraph and you said yep let's go print that it's just I don't know it just It just seems very contrived. Do you know what I mean? I I don't know, man. As well, you know, I just... So there was denials issued from most of the MPs involved, I think. I think the I think the only one that hasn't also it was really weird in all the reporting uh for some reason nobody like most of the articles didn't mention that Charlotte Nichols who's a Labour MP was the alleged uh Labour MP involved so I don't really know why that was um but then someone posts it and then everyone started talking about it anyway. Um but I mean you see see that 
that as well to me when I think about it I'm like oh this kind of lends credence to the whole it's a fake thing like it's got like I said some something to outrage everybody uh, a Jewish woman uh two two guys from the the Scottish National Party who some people don't like for reasons um disrespecting the troops you know a a lot of it no I can't say that (laughs) it was giving me like okay some people might not get this reference but like the flight from hell you know the WWE one where like a whole bunch of shit happened and like Ric Flair was like being wild and Brock Lesnar almost threw someone out of a window and like Goldust was crying or something I I don't I don't really remember all the details I know they did a documentary on it recently and I meant to watch it but then like I think I forgot I've been doing a lot of astral projecting lately and it just makes my memory weird but anyway do you know what I mean like it just seemed like such a fantastical ridiculous story you know especially in a moment when there is so much extra scrutiny on members of parliament do we really think that three members of parliament in the opposition knowing full well that the government are going to be on the hunt for a distraction. You think they're going to get so drunk that one of them required a wheelchair because she literally couldn't walk? I don't think. Anyways, so uh, there was also denials posted by uh, the MPs involved, including pictures um, where they showed themselves... Uh, the day after they were supposedly so drunk that they, you know, were falling all over the place and shit. Looking very bright, very healthy, smiley, wide awake. Um, you know, and talking about how they were really disappointed that a nice trip where they were going to celebrate the troops was kind of ruined by this weird kind of attention whoring and weird behavior from the conservatives it was it was just a moment when i just like the, just the whole story was just so fucking weird like relentlessly so and i can't lie to you i have thought about it for days because it's so weird and strange and it unsettles me for some reason i don't know i just don't like it i don't know i just don't like it um let's talk about something else because like i'm not even joking when i say that like i'm uncomfortable thinking about it and it makes me feel weird for some reason i don't even know what it is do you know what it reminds me of okay this is not gonna make sense but like stick with me when I was a kid I remember reading Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire so like brief spoilers for that book by the way (laughs) but it's been out for like a bazillion years so and there's this um there's this bit in the book 
at the World Cup where the Death Eaters turn up and they're like causing havoc and chaos and shit. And there's this like paragraph where JK Rowling or Rowling, I never know how to say her name, which is wild because like as a kid I read like all of her books and was like obsessed with her. Um but anyways, she's talking about this woman who's like the death is a put a spell on her and they've like turned her upside down and she's trying to like hold her skirt up and and she's really embarrassed and she feels really bad and she and I still think about that and feel like violently uncomfortable and I'm not really sure why but I just hate it like thinking about it makes me like upset and sad I don't even know this story for some reason gives me the same vibes <laughs> I f- do you know what I think I think the reason why is because if my suspicions and the suspicions of other people are correct and this was a made up story then what has happened is that the reputation and the dignity of these people that didn't actually do what this they've been fortunately accused of have just been fucked and they've just been stripped of that dignity and that's fucking horrible and for what to get jeffrey cox's face off the front pages for 20 seconds he went right back on like straight after let me assure you it's it's just it's cruel it's a horrible horrible thing and if you know if it i mean i guess maybe we'll never know because at this point it is kind of turning into kind of like a he said she said they said and then there was a chorus of people saying things and it was all confusing thing but if it does turn out in the end that it was made up then my god what a horrible horrible fucking thing there's a lot of corruption going on so i thought i should let you know that i'm not corrupt well like not vocationally maybe a little bit in other ways but like it's fine it's fine you know anyways you know who is corrupt every bitch in the british government okay maybe not all of them but like (laughs) enough to make it infuriating let's start with jeffrey cox start with him so (laughs) the audacity of this bitch I <laughs> go. go so in April when we were all having our sad girl spring because we were still in lockdown we were feeling very sad I mean I'm sad all the time but I was even more sad then <laughs> he was living it up in the Cara fucking Bean, earning hundreds of 
thousands of pounds living fucking luxury oh my god voting as an MP over Zoom because he was in the fucking Caribbean (laughs) oh my fucking god So he was doing uh, legal work, apparently, in the Caribbean. The rest of us are struggling through lockdown. He's over there fucking sunning himself, checking in to the MP's job that he's fucking elected to do by Zoom whenever he feels like, I guess, earning tons of money. He then... He's, he's been accused of lobbying against imposing tougher financial regulation on the Cayman Islands just months after he gained more than £40,000 for legal work that he did in the tax haven. And he's kind of kicked off this big discussion that I guess kind of started with Owen Patterson but is now just tornadoed about MPs having second jobs. And I have to say... I mean, that's fucking insane, isn't it? We're living under lockdown. We're struggling. There are some people who are just trying to get by. And... (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, oh, my God. I just it's it's just disgusting to me I'm sorry but it is and it gets worse because (laughs) because this bitch is scamming us for all that he can I can't. I literally can't. So, on top of all that, Mr. Luxury Living is also claiming £22,000 a year in taxpayer funding to rent a London home. This bitch is making hundreds of thousands of pounds on top of his MP salary. And yet he still needs more money from us to rent himself a home. Uh, I don't think so, darling. I don't. I, I just, I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't understand how these people aren't embarrassed. Like, we're going to go through, like, some other people's, like, fucked upness. And I don't understand how they're not embarrassed. I would be so fucking embarrassed. Taking money from the taxpayer, scamming money from wherever I could, selling myself no self-respect, no dignity, I'd be so embarrassed. I... God, 
I feel embarrassed, like, if I have to, like, text my brother and be like, oh, can I just borrow a fiver till tomorrow? I feel embarrassed just doing that. There is no way that I could say, yes, I'd like someone else to pay my rent for a year, even though I can more than afford it. Or, yes, I, I would like for someone to, um, you know, pay for me and my friends to go out and have dinner. Like, what the fuck? What? I mean, and on top of that, this man is also renting a residential property out in London. So he's having the taxpayer pay his rent, but he's also having someone else pay rent to him for another fucking property. There is a housing shortage, bitch. The audacity of this man. The fucking audacity. I just... I I mean, my God. My fucking God. So, this discussion continued... Ed Davey, the leader of the Liberal Democrats, decided to speak up on this. And I would imagine that he is probably now regretting doing that. Um, So he said on the subject, I hadn't had any job in consultancy for most of my time as an MP. But then I became the father of a child with severe disabilities who needs 24-7 care. And so he said that he needed to increase his income to be able to look after his son. Now, I 100% get wanting to be able to take care of your child. 100%. Like, for for sure, for real. But Ed Davey is a huge part of why many families that have extra care costs don't have any support he was part of the coalition he was part of making those cuts taking away that support that financial stability that families needed and those families didn't have some magic you know money tree to save them they didn't have someone that is willing to just pay them a ton of money because they happen to be a member of parliament or whatever it's like he can't hear himself he can recognize that he as the father of a child that is disabled needs to have a a safety net needs to have the the financial means to be able to care for for his child but he can't recognise that maybe other families needed the same and he took that from them and he doesn't seem all that interested in making it up to anyone. And I just... The theme for this week was definitely tone deaf and audacity because the problem was a a lot of... (laughs) A lot of these MPs kind of coming out swinging and trying to defend themselves over real audacious behaviour didn't seem to realise 
that normal people don't get what they have. They don't. Normal people don't have the option of, oh, I need more money to be able to take care of my kids. Oh, I can just go and get a consultancy job. Yeah, no problem. I can get paid hundreds of thousands of pounds for just like, you know, working 20 hours a month or some shit. Fabulous. Oh, oh, I need some extra money. Oh, well, I could just, you know, <laughs> I could just do a bit of lobbying or whatever. No problem. Oh, man, I, I need some money. I could, um, You know what I could do? Oh, yeah, I could go do some legal work for a tax haven. That would be tidy. Most people don't fucking have that, mate. They they just don't. <laughs> and so you saw all these MPs getting really defensive. And it's like... <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you... What? Okay. Um, so there was other MPs whose second jobs were being uh, discussed. So John Redwood, who's a Conservative MP, has a second job working for an investment firm that requires him to work for 50 hours every month. Um, wow. And again, that is time away from his constituents time when he could be doing the job he's actually elected to do um the health secretary sergeant javid told times radio that he took a a second job as an advisor to jp morgan with a lovely wage of £150,000 a year uh, before he returned to the cabinet because apparently it's good to have experience that is not all about politics. What the fuck are you even saying, bro? What? Bitch, what does that mean? What are you saying? I can't. And you know what the Saj had to say? He said, it's for my constituents to judge and I'm happy with that. Jeffrey Cox said something similar. He said, Jeffrey's view is that it's up to the electors of Torridge and West Devon whether or not they vote for someone who is a senior and distinguished professional in his field and still practices that profession. The whole thing... Their whole excuse seems to be, well, unless you're going to vote me out, don't expect me to be held accountable. Unless you're going to vote me out, don't expect me to actually dedicate myself to this job that I'm paid for by your taxes with, you know? I I, I just... <sighs> Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. I... <sighs> it's exhausting there was a a lot of uh, members of parliament being exposed for conflicts of interest Uh, conservative MP Lawrence Robertson was exposed he's been paid £24,000 a year by the gambling industry the gambling industry 
a great bunch of people. Uh, he regularly uses parliamentary questions to ask ministers to scrap tough laws on gambling. And he says there's no conflict of interest. This man thinks that we're idiots, by the way, just so you know. Like, that's what's going on here. He thinks that we're stupid. He literally thinks that we are too stupid to realise the very obvious conflict of interest. They think that if they just say over and over, there's no conflict of interest, there's nothing to see here, my constituents don't have a problem with it, that they can create that reality and that nobody is going to overthink it, nobody's going to question it. Oh, we are. (laughs) Surprise, but this is not, like, a seminar on the secret, bitch. Like, you don't get to create your own reality here. That's not going to happen, I'm sorry. Um... It's disgusting. It is disgusting. Like, I'm sorry, but it just is. Um, There was an emergency debate on the topic this week. Uh, And Boris Johnson was real busy, I guess. Um... So that was actually the day that Boris Johnson went to the hospital and had the little mask gate uh, catastrophe. But there was a plot twist, my friends, because Boris Johnson was photographed by somebody who pointed out that Boris was getting on the same train as them, which arrived at 40 minutes past four, 20 to five, which meant that Boris Johnson could have actually attended the debate, but didn't want to. Interesting, cowardly, sad cringe. Liz Truss posted a little picture on Twitter. On the Twitter. You remember fucking Twitpic? Do you remember that? It was this thing that people used to use to post pictures on Twitter before you could do it like natively from the platform. And it was like a whole website and shit. And you could. Anyway, I'm rambling on about something that is not important. But. Uh, <laughs> So, Liz Truss decided to post a little picture. It's her on a, like, a motorbike. She's wearing a jacket. I don't know. It was a bit cringe. Um, It was to announce um, a visit that she had made to a factory in Thailand. Okay, girl. 
podcast. Um, anyways, so while she's having lots of fun taking pictures on bikes and shit, you know who's not having fun? Richard Ratcliffe, who is the husband of a woman, Nazanin Zagari Ratcliffe, who has been imprisoned, I would say personally, unlawfully, um, in Iran for a number of years at this point. And he has been doing everything possible to try and get her back. It is honestly a a moving level of devotion. Currently, he is undertaking a hunger strike outside of the foreign office to try and get something done to get his wife back. So, his wife is a dual national. She's a British citizen and she's an Iranian citizen. She went to Iran to visit family, which is a perfectly normal thing to do. And she was arrested on what can only be described as fraudulent charges. Let's be fucking real. Um, And I feel pretty confident in saying that because over the years, there have been more and more and more ridiculous, fraudulent charges thrown at this woman. Literally every time it gets close and we think, oh, thank God she's going to come home. Nah, they throw more made up nonsense, ridiculousness at her. And of course, as he does with everything, Boris Johnson has waded in and made this worse at some point. So way back when, in 2017, when Boris Johnson was the foreign secretary, my God, that was, girl, that was the UK's, like, desperation era. I, (laughs) baby, we were struggling I mean, we're struggling now, but back then, it was... Girl, she was unfortunate. The whole... The, the nation... World was laughing. We were not laughing. We were crying. Girl. Anyways, so Boris Johnson was the fucking foreign secretary for a time. And just like he is at everything, he was fucking terrible at it. Um... So he said in 2017, when we look at what Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe was doing, she was simply teaching people journalism, as I understand it, at the very limit. Except she wasn't. She wasn't teaching nobody nothing. She was not in Iran to train journalists. She was just on holiday visiting her family. And what Boris Johnson said, which was incorrect, was used against her and used to justify keeping her in prison. And this man went on to become prime minister, by the way. This is the same Boris Johnson that now fucking 
lords over everybody from fucking Downing Street, just as a reminder, in case people were like, oh, no, no, that must be another Boris Johnson as Prime Minister, because there ain't no way someone so fucking stupid, ridiculous, and terrible could end up failing upwards to the extent he becomes Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. But guess what? Welcome to Clown Island. Here we are. So, mm. every time I think about this family and what they have been through, I get angry, I get sad, I get anxious, just all these different emotions because they have faced just intolerable cruelty and such a dereliction of duty from the British government. Every single foreign secretary since she has been imprisoned has been like, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. Uh-huh, yeah, we're definitely, uh-huh, yeah, 100%. We are gonna, we are gonna get right to it. And then they don't. They don't. I mean, I mean, arguably Boris Johnson was the one that did the worst job of getting right to it because he just made the whole situation worse and was out here like yeah yeah she's uh yeah that lady uh uh-huh yeah she's doing that thing that um (laughs) that the state that has imprisoned her would be really angry about me saying that she did yeah she was doing that um i don't got no evidence but i'm an important politician man so you can kind of just take me for my word on that Oh, oh shit, you guys have been in prisoner for longer because of what I said? Oh man, well, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to resign. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to let it stop me neither. I'm going to become fucking prime minister. Oh, she's still in jail. Oh, that's too bad. That's real sad. Um, Well, I'm, I'm just going to like scam some money or some shit and, and avoid it whenever it comes up in question time and yeah I mm, I don't want to talk about it like it was very that um fucking Boris Johnson man um so one of one of the worst aspects I think is the fact that there is this repeated false hope given to her and her family. Um, You know, just when they think, oh, okay, maybe she's at the end of the sentence or they're going to have to let her go and then they don't. And I think it's just unspeakably cruel you know and the fact that the foreign office are just like well what can you do and Liz Truss is too busy fucking taking cringe pictures on bikes and shit or whatever it is that she's doing Liz Truss by the way is also still the minister for women and equalities well I mean (laughs) She's a woman, you know. Do you, do you maybe want to jump in on that brief, seeing as you don't seem to care about your job as foreign secretary? She maybe want to care because she's a woman. No? Okay, girl. Um, 
So currently, Richard Ratcliffe is is once again on hunger strike. This is not the first hunger strike that he has he has done. Uh, he went on a hunger strike uh, in 2019 as well. Um, and he is once again on hunger strike. Um, there is a great deal of concern for his health. Um, because, I mean, a hunger strike is not easy. But then you factor in this is a man that emotionally has to be going through something that I don't think any of us can imagine which is quite obviously going to put a strain on him he's trying to keep everything together he's trying to protect and care for his child trying to get his wife back trying to deal with how he's feeling as well that's a lot and then you add on literally starving himself I, I I can't imagine I can't and the bravery that he shows every single day it just it just really breaks your heart you know what I mean and what's frustrating is that every single time the British government is asked about this. All they have to say is the same old fucking shit every single fucking time. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, we're, we're gonna... Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting onto it. Yeah, yeah, we're doing all that we can. We're doing all that we can. I... Well, all that you can do is obviously not enough. And... It's also a bit rich for them to be like, oh, we're doing all that we can. When the fucking foreign secretary is pissing around, taking ridiculous pictures um, and going off about wanting to take rights away from trans people all the time. What the fuck does she actually do? What is the foreign office for? I mean, the previous foreign secretary, Dominic Robb, little Dom, wasn't exactly up to much either. So why are we supposed to believe that the foreign office is doing everything they can to secure this woman's release I don't buy it there's also the fact mm. okay so this is the bit where it gets a bit complex it is believed that this may not be about this family at all and that they are being used to try and get a debt paid by the UK to Iran so let me let me put my my history tiara on and by that I mean well, I put on a tiara, obviously. And I... <laughs> I emulate the vocal inflections of someone I used to go out with who did a degree in history. They did politics and history at the same time and the same degree. And I have to tell you, 
I found that incredibly impressive and quite sexy. But anyways, I'm getting away from the point. So my history tiara is on. I'm going to talk about history. Yes. So, apparently, in the 1970s, which is wild to think about, it's a long time ago. But also, it doesn't feel like a long time ago. Because, like, my mum was born in the 1970s and she's not old. I <laughs> In the 1970s, there was a deal made between the UK and Iran. So the UK was paid £450 million, or the equivalent to that anyway, um, for a number of tanks that Iran wanted to buy from the UK. But when the regime that was in place at the time fell the UK did not deliver what they were paid for and so Iran wants the money back and so it is believed that that is the reason for all this that this is not about what they believe this lady may or may not have done. It's that they are keeping hold of her, they are keeping her imprisoned, they will make up whatever they have to, because what they really want is to try and force the British government into paying this money. And what are my thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts are this. This family have been through so much. It was suspected during the COVID pandemic that she may have caught COVID and not received proper medical treatment. She has been in disgusting conditions for several years and the constant false hope and disappointment must be torture for her, for her family, for her child, her innocent child, her husband. At some point, you have to say, it's enough. I mean, I would say the second they snatched her up, I would say it's a fuck enough. But, you know, um... But after everything that's happened, I do not understand how anybody in the British government can look at this family and all they've been through and say, okay, the answer here is obvious, but we're not going to do that because reasons. Money's not even real. It is literally made up. It's fake, it's not real. 
construct. It doesn't fucking matter. Give them the fucking money and get her the fuck home. I just, I'm just saying, like, not to be like a, a socialist siren about it or whatever, or like a communist or, <laughs> or all the things people accuse me of, but like, it's just fucking money at the end of the day. They can piss money up the wall for Boris Johnson's wallpaper or for fucking, you know, <laughs> dumb fuck shit like duck moats and the the fucking rent for MPs to have tons of fucking... Do you know what? We're going to get into that in a bit. To have fucking tons of houses all over fucking London, but we can't spend some money to get this lady home? I say we absolutely fucking can. And we absolutely fucking should. I have to tell you this story absolutely blew my mind. Floored me. I was like, no. Not this. <laughs> Not this. But my friends, this. Um, I'd also like to say real quick that uh, this was a story that has been um, brought to light by local journalism, uh, by the journalists over at Doncaster Free Press, who... Um, along with many other local journalists across the UK are doing a great job and don't often get appreciated so I feel like you should go out and and celebrate your local uh, your local press outlets Um, we have a lot of really great local papers near me so I'm really grateful for them Uh, and everybody should be because local journalists are fucking cool anyways we are talking about Conservative Member of Parliament, Nick Fletcher. Now, maybe he's not in as as much trouble as some of his other party colleagues, but my God. (laughs) My fucking God. I... (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. So, Nick Fletcher is the Member of Parliament for Don Valley. Um, And he shared a picture on his Facebook page this week with the caption, Great to spend the afternoon in Thorn. It's good to see it thriving again after a tough year. However... I just, I can't. This this whole story is is wild to me. I love it. I absolutely love it. However, some of his followers noticed something. There were Christmas trees in the background of the photo. But the Christmas trees and the decorations had not been put up yet this year. And people looked into it and realised he was posting an old picture. They then realised that he had posted the exact same picture in December 
2020. And not only that, he had also used it again in September 2021. So, oh wait, hang on. September 2020, sorry, my bad. But my point is, this man has used the same picture three separate times. (laughs) Three separate times to say, oh look, I'm in your area today, isn't that lovely? Three separate fucking times. (laughs) And so the comments rolled in. (laughs) Isn't this photo from 2020? Christmas lights still up from last year then, Nick. (laughs) Nice photo from December 2020, isn't it? Did you even visit? Last year's photo. This man must think we're all stupid. Fake, fake, fake. Trees are not up yet. More Tory lights. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like that last one... I feel like I spiritually am that commentator. Like, that person, whoever left that comment, as me. We are the same. <laughs> what an icon. Um, there was also a lot of discussion about it on other social media platforms um, with some people even deciding to photoshop the picture uh, to put him in different locations including uh, in the middle of a storm and on the bridge of the Enterprise Um, (laughs) he then took to Twitter and said It has been widely reported that yesterday I reused an old photo of me visiting Thorn. While I did in fact attend a surgery there, it was a mistake for me to reuse a picture. So on my next visit, I'll make sure to take a new photo to promote the great town in Don Valley. Okay... That sounds fake, but okay. Um, there's also in the comments of this tweet, in the replies, there, there is a bit more of a plot twist because he was asked by Councillor Craig Ellis, who is a parish councillor in the area, um, can I also ask where in fact did you hold your surgery as the media are reporting you met for coffee with a local business owner so it's now possible that this man didn't actually even have a surgery he was just there to meet a local business owner but put up on social media that he was doing a surgery because obviously that looks better for him god this whole thing is a mess oh my god I love it I love it. <laughs> it really reminds me. Um, it really reminds me. This is, God, this is old drama. But years and years and years ago, I remember there was a by-election, a council by-election where I lived, and the Conservatives were campaigning, and they put up a picture of themselves campaigning, and. <laughs> 
they were like, oh, yeah, 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 we're meeting local people and we're talking to local people and they've got, like, pictures of their activists smiling at someone's front door. Um, and one of them is, like, in the photo acting like they're talking to someone inside the house. But you can see that the, the door is shut and they're not talking to anybody. And so you've got this person, like, pretending to talk to someone for no fucking reason. And they put up that photo on Twitter as if nobody would call it out. And I was like, girl. (laughs) They also, during that campaign, got caught reusing pictures and shit. Girl, it was embarrassing. And I was like, baby, we live in a safe Tory area. Why are you doing these shenanigans? Why are you embarrassing yourself? This is cringe. It's just non-stop corruption, babes. Honestly, it's just all the fucking time. So, a lot has happened since I started recording this episode. And maybe that is a lesson to me to not start recording episodes in the middle of the week. Because, I mean, a lot can change. You know? So, the police have basically... uh, Oh my god. I'm mad about this. I'm pissed. Metropolitan Police responded to calls to investigate the Cash for Honor scandal by basically saying, No, babes. No. No. I don't think so. Honestly. The fucking state of it. I mean... What do they mean there's insufficient information? There's tons of information. Go speak to the journalists that broke the story because I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have bothered if they didn't think this was a real thing that was happening and if they didn't have enough information to make sure they didn't get fucking sued. But the police are like, oh, wait, you want us to do our jobs? Oh, I don't know, man. I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we can do that. Sorry. Um, speaking of people that... <laughs> My segues are second to none, let me tell you. Speaking of people that uh, are not very good at their jobs, let's talk about Douglas Ross, the leader of the Scottish Conservatives, and a mess. (laughs) Now, I don't know about sports. You know I don't know about sports. We don't need to go into that. But... He does some kind of side job thing that is related to football. Do I know what he's actually doing when he's doing it? No. Um, uh, but he, he, you know, he's wearing some shorts and he's running up and down and then he's got a flag for some reason. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but apparently he gets fucking paid for it. Um, okay. All right. Now, this isn't the first time this has been an issue. Because... (gasps) God. (laughs) Because uh, he has previously been criticised for taking time away from his job as a member of parliament. And also, God, I guess now as an MSP as well. um, To do football-related things. Missing votes, missing debates... He is now facing criticism because 
I can't stop thinking about this. It's so stupid. Because he failed to declare earnings from his little fucking football job, right? But the way he talks about it is fucking sending me because... Well, listen to this. (laughs) I've obviously done it throughout the time I've been an MP, but there was a period at the end of last year I've tried to work out why I missed 16 games. So he's talking about the fact that he has missed the payments he got for 16 games that he was supposed to declare and say, hi, I'm being paid for this outside of my MP salary. And for 16 games, he didn't do that. He then goes on. I don't know why I did that. And I... (laughs) I noticed the mistake myself last week. It's the fact that he doesn't even bother to come up with an excuse. He's like, I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, but I don't believe that he made this mistake that many times. I would believe it if he made it once. Like, he forgot to declare earnings for one game. But 16? Nah, babes. Nah, he's trying to scam. He's trying to scam and he got caught out and now he's trying to be all like, oh, yes, yes, see, I, uh, (laughs) oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm a forgetful goose. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's this whole thing where at the moment MPs are under a lot more scrutiny. So, they know they're going to get caught for things that they thought maybe they wouldn't so they come forward and they're like oh yeah yeah so I forgot that I was supposed to like fill out this form and declare all these expenses um you know oh I I forgot that I was supposed to fill out this form and declare all these extra earnings that I have um yeah so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it now um but I forgot so no one's allowed to hold me accountable okay it's very that I don't believe for a second that Douglas Ross forgot to do this 16 fucking times the 16 I mean come on one one incident that's happening fine but 16 girl no um like what does this does this boy have so much money that he can just forget or not even notice 16 payments 16 paychecks girl i don't think so i don't think so um mm. (laughs) it's just been non-stop scandal baby jacob rees mark jacob rees mark leader of the house he's he's been in some scandal too He's been at it. They're all at it. It's unbelievable. I, I'm, I'm most pissed about this because I've spent a very long time trying to tell people, oh no, you can't say all politicians are the same. But th- these bitches are out here trying to prove that they are, and I'm tired of it. Uh, so Jacob Rees-Mogg uh, <laughs> has been caught out for not declaring six million pounds of loans from 
<laughs> from his company that is linked to the Cayman Islands. What, did this bitch forget too? Everyone's fucking forgetful. What's going on? What's happening? I... Girl, I... (laughs) It's the fact that they don't even bother to make real proper excuses. It's always like, oh, I forgot, or, oh... I consider the matter closed or some ridiculousness like that. Like, it's just... It's so clear that they don't see it as a problem. All this behaviour, the Conservative Party do not see it as a problem. They they just don't. Um, Boris Johnson... <laughs> I want to think about this, but I have no choice. So, you may remember this woman from America called Jennifer Arcurie Archery. God, I don't know how to say her last name, but it doesn't really matter. I will say it does seem very much like this woman. I feel like she had real feelings for Boris Johnson, and when he scammed her and dumped her, like he pretty much does to every woman she took it real personally because just every couple of weeks this this girl will be coming forward to basically drag Boris Johnson it's very like how hath no fury like a woman scorned by an incompetent prime minister you know what I mean um so she she had more to say this week she said that boris johnson apparently pledged to help her business to win her love and girl you fell for that (laughs) i have to laugh i have to laugh because if I don't laugh, I will be really, really depressed at um, the idea of somebody who, at the time, was the mayor of London, was using their position to basically just improve their sex life or whatever. And just the corruption is never-ending. And I... Oh my god. Do you know what I mean? I just... Bro. Bro, I'm tired. (laughs) Okay, pasty. That's all for this week, but I'll be back next week with more tea gossip drama and mess love you bye